hello, hello, hello. This is Truth Be Told. I'm Dr. Walter Rocca. All right, and I'm Dr. Leroy Horton. And we have the honor, the pleasure of having one of my favorite people, Dr. Simone Ellis. She is not only a dentist, she's also a public speaker. She is a motivational speaker. She is, I mean, can I say influencer? I'm going to say influencer. That's a big word. Right? Do you use that in our dental community? I guess so. Okay, it is. Well, it is. And so so we I wanted to bring her on so she could basically talk to us about work-life balance, about how she transitioned, how she got to this point where I, I'm I'm on I'm not gonna lie. I go online and 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 I'm seeing she's here and she's here and, and she's having a good time here. She's educating us in, in Bali and <laughs> she's all over. So I want to live that. I want to live my best life. <laughs> I yes. want to live my best life. So, so I wanted to bring her on and just kind of tell, so she could tell us her story. Uh, and so Dr. Cool. Simone Ellis, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. And Walt, love you to death as well. <laughs> and, and Leroy, it's a pleasure. We have to meet in person. Um, yeah, Cause absolutely. if you're, if you're running with this guy, you must be cool. Like that has to be a thing, right? She's um, butter, but buttering us up. She's buttering yeah, us up. Of course. She knows, she knows what she's doing. Too. The questions won't be too complicated. No, That's I'm just it. kidding. But <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. And I'm proud of you guys. Tooth be told has been going on. Like we did an episode like yeah. years ago, right? Yeah. So, Probably before COVID. Yeah. Yes, you yes. did. Yes, you did. But keep pushing. I love it. I love it. For sure. For sure. So so tell us basically, I want I want to kind of get the story of when you went from, you know, working full time. Cause I remember you had you had an office that was, I mean, you were, it was killing it. You were, you were yeah. so busy in your office. Then I remember you then went and bought a bigger office Yeah. <laughs> and this was like right before COVID. And yes. so then all of a sudden, you know, you transition and now you're talking about, you know, working part-time and now you're a motivational speaker. So I want to know what happened and how you transitioned to this point. Yeah. So I think that this has always been something that I've always wanted to do. So for people who know about me, like years ago, I had a brand out called The Ambitious Dentist. And this was before like we moved into the information era. So I think that there's always been a part of me that wanted to inform and empower my colleagues. So I always feel like dentistry was one bucket for me, but like life's too short to just have one job. That was always my thing. So even my classmates would be like, you're still practicing dentistry. And I'm like, you know, yeah, like a little bit. So <laughs> I think that what it was, was that um, I was starting and then I would stop. And partially it's because when you own a practice, and like you said, we were just growing at rapid speed. I put a lot of energy and effort into it. You know, the other stuff that you want to do from the standpoint of like diversifying what you do as a dentist kind of gets put on the back burner. Um, and then let's be clear, like owning a business as well as perfecting your craft. I mean, that's like so many different subjects. <laughs> that's difficult. And so I swear to God, I don't know how I even did it. Like, I don't know how I was like so driven as a, an entrepreneur, as well as a dentist cosmetically really focusing. And I don't know if you know this, but I owned two offices right before the pandemic. So, okay, well, so you kept, oh, it was both offices. Yeah. I thought you sold one and went to another. So I switched my old office yeah. and I made it called Clean My Teeth. And the right. concept was to just deal with people who didn't have insurance almost like a European wax center or a lash place where it was just like, Hey, listen, you can get four cleanings a year. You can buy a package. It was hygiene ran. And, uh, by Texas law, you only had to see a dentist one time a year. So that one time that you would come to my office and I would actually do the exam, but you could get your cleanings done 
at a discounted rate. And somehow my crazy ass decided to do all of that right before the world shut down. And let me tell you, when stress is a real thing, like it was wild on top of transitioning my old office, like I said, into another practice and then building a state of the art practice um, in, in Houston. So yeah, I think I was going crazy and I lost pretty much my entire team except for one employee because what happened during the pandemic? We oh, people got paid. That's what that's yeah. what happened. People, people stopped coming. Yeah. Right. People stopped coming. Also remember, that was where parents had to become teachers, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And what we probably don't think about is in the dental world, most of our employees are who? Parents. Women who yeah. have children. That's right. And a lot of times, especially in this group, you see a lot of uh, single parents. So I had this whole shift of like, I had a lot of single parents that worked with me. And so I lost like all of them to become teachers and then get this on top of this, this is when the Black Lives Matter movement is happening. And what happens to my office? We don't go, we go viral twice, like twice. We're meaning that I went from seeing, um, maybe on average, like 70 to 80 new patients a month to like 200 new mm. patients. And now why this is a good thing for like an established practice, it was a horrible thing for me as a, because my whole team was brand was new. Yeah. It was gone. And so I was like, this is a circus. And you be the ringleader today. You be the lion tamer. And I'm somehow it's a sold out um, show. And somehow we're gonna have a circus. It was so what, what made you go viral? What happened that made you go viral twice? It was the Black Lives Matter movement. People became more focused on supporting African American businesses, right? And at the time, pretty much my team was all women, and they were they were predominantly African American. So one girl put up a TikTok and said like. You know, my office serves wine and we have TVs and mm. it's like a big, you know, experience. Is that legal? Can you say um, If you, yes, if you, you have listen. a tasting, okay? <laughs> listen, you go get a massage. Before or after the consent forms <laughs> <laughs> and the credit card, right? Correct. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so it was wild. And okay. so we, that, like, went, that went crazy, like on TikTok. I mean, it went from calls to like, like I said, 200 right. new patients on top of my old patients and nobody knew how to do anything. And so that was a wild. Now you said, you said practice. owned, do you no longer own your offices? So I sold in 20. So the first office I sold, um, I want to say at the end of 2020, and then my full-time office, like that I was at, I ended up selling in 20. 21 okay. so I worked there part-time so that's part of where I was able I knew I wanted to transition right. into full-time speaking <clears throat> and consulting I didn't have the capacity to do both right um, yeah did you sell to a, a DSO or a private owner I really wish I would have sold to a private owner I will leave it at <laughs> that okay, well, this, is, this is this is tooth be told so let, we don't have to say any something. names let yeah, me give you something. Let's say let's Let not say any names. We won't. We won't. Yeah. Let me give you something. You can tell me if it's in the ballpark of what you may have experienced. Okay. So uh, we recently or a couple years ago sold two offices and we were courted by a DSO 
-hmm. And this DSO offers you 70% of your valuation up front and then 10% each year for three years, as long as you meet a production goal. They promise you that uh, they'll do all the managing. You just they'll do it all. Goals. Um, but by default, because I, you know, I talked to some people, really what it turns out is you want to make a production goal. They kind of don't want you to because they want to hold on to that 10%. And you're what? the on-site owner. So you by default are always managing anyway. Does any of that sound familiar? Then let's keep it real. Like, is that not the story? Like, <laughs> okay. tell me my whole life. When I talk about <laughs> depression, when I talk about real life, what did I just get myself into? And right. at some point, we'll like I I will express my story and stuff. But right. yes, that is sounds so okay. like my journey. And so um, so, so basically, yeah. I, I want to try to summarize. I think Horton already did it, but I want to try to summarize. He you, did it all. <laughs> you had plans, so you you sold the one practice that was the hygiene driven practice. You sold that to a private to a uh, uh, a private practice like a that private practice a, and yes. then you had the other one which was the one that became viral and you sold that to a dso yeah because partially what it was was like i said before back to the beginning like it was just we had gotten so big right like at that time i had like 15 staff members right and um you built we were, the business you built yeah the business. And we're, we're about to hit three mil like i mean we're just going and i'm like a, i I'm either going to have, and I'm a heavy producer too. So I'm like, either I'm going to have to step completely out of this um, and manage, or I'm going to have to completely do dentistry. I cannot do both right. um, at that level because right. at that level, it's just a bigger, you know, and, and a lot of times when I'm talking to clients, I'm just trying to get them to the million dollar mark. When you start getting to the three and $4 million mark, this is like a bigger game. You, you deal with a lot more just bodies. And so, yes, to summarize what you just said was mm -hmm. all of what um, I did. I was like, okay, well, we're at the bigger, we're now, we're You're too big. We're too big. And right. um, also, guess what? I'm like, I'm a human, right? So <laughs> I'm like, I actually would like to have a life outside of just running an office. So now, did so, you not uh, have a partner? Because I could have sworn when I was trying to do my social media research, weren't you partnered with someone back in the day? So never had a partner, always had an associate. Yeah. Okay. And that's my uh my little mini me. She still is to this day. Um, so even that was who I would have loved to try to sell it to. But also remember, like she's new, right? A new grad and newer grad. So I mean, at that price point. Yeah, the finance was not gonna be there for the no, there's no way. No, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you get to a point where you have no choice. It sounds it yeah. seems like, but to sell to somebody that can actually pay, afford it. Or right. so you think, right? Or so you think. <laughs> or so you think. I'll be honest. And so you think. Or somebody else will buy it and then they'll sell it to the, the DSO that's backed by venture and so forth. But that's another story right. for another day. So yeah. after you so you said, okay, I'm going to transition out and start doing what I really am passionate about, which was uh, public speaking, mentoring, and so forth. So then tell us how that transition happened. When did it happen? And what finally allowed you to say, this is what I have to start doing? Yeah. So to Leroy's point, after I did my sell, I was like, this is because I'm going to be, I want to, I want to focus on, I have three, pro, I have three things that I do. I have a one-on-one um, -on -one coaching that I do with clients. I have courses that I do, and then I have a membership, right? So I have these three things going and I wanted to really get this going. But to Leroy's point, I didn't get a chance to do that right off the bat because of the fact that I was still 
very much so stuck in running my practice. And so I went through, to be told, uh, a extreme depression because I was like, not only have I sold something that I was so passionate about, right? And loved and cared for. This was my child for 14 years. Mm. Um, in addition to that, because I was still having to make decisions, but I didn't have the capacity to truly make the decisions. I was like seeing, and I'm a, so for people who know me, I'm a go-getter. Like I don't play, like I, I believe in a quality product. I want to be exceptional. That's what I hold my standard to. And I felt like I sold something to a mediocre just something that was me very mediocre. And I struggled with that because I was fighting against it for so long. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And so to answer your question for it. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. I mean, you just said something that really just kind of got me thinking now is, did you feel like after you sold that you were basically, you've lost control of what you've created? Like you lost your baby. And because when you said that you sold it something mediocre, like, so you were holding high standards, right? You're serving champagne. Everybody's coming in. Everybody's getting the quality of work. Yeah, I remember you took tons of cosmetic courses. Do you yes. feel like then you basically said, now I have to bring myself down to a, a lower level? I mean, you don't, you know, okay, there it is. Alleg allegedly, right? allegedly. 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 Yeah. Yes. Allegedly. Let's just say that I... So to turn it around, what I yeah. had to do was I had to decide about getting serious about what I wanted yes. to do, because that was, there was a mourning process that was happening deeply. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I sold was to do what I'm doing currently now, but it took some time because, you know, I just wasn't mentally. psychologically there. Yeah. Do you come from a dental family? No. So you're a first genner, first gen. learning as you go, hitting all the walls and all the stumbling blocks. All of it. How do you think your life would have been different had you had the, you know, mom, dad, somebody in the family was a dentist that can just talk to you about all that stuff? Uh, whereas mm -hmm. a lot of us first genners don't. Yeah. But there's also half our cohorts in our dental class that do. And we all we kind of see them almost take off at a higher trajectory right out of dental school than, than, than we do. So how did, how do you think life would have been different had you had that? Yeah. You know um, what I will say is, is that I don't know if you guys know, I opened my practice the year after a year after I graduated school. Right. Oh, you so, were young to the whole entire, yeah, wow. So you were definitely 26. learning on that. Yeah. I uh, didn't have any friends. I didn't have any colleagues that had open right. offices. Like I was literally, unless so your point, Leroy, that you walked into an office because your parents had it. I I mean, there was nothing, Scratch. no support. Yeah. So I'll say pros and cons to that. So I think that when you do have, you know, the foundational things to set up, I mean, of course, your trajectory is going to be higher. What I will say, though, is, is that I have exceptionally very hardworking parents. And so what I did know is, is that girl, you, you got grit, like you came from grit. So to some degree, when things are handed to you, I don't know if you grind as hard because it's like, it's kind of easy for me. I mean, I was falling left and right. Like just, I mean, place forward, just kept just hitting the pavement until I didn't, you know, and my standard, my, my family, 
Um, I'm the first, I was the first doctor. My mom is now a doctor too, but I always told her I was going to beat her and I did. So shout out mom. Uh, but yeah, my parents are first generation college grads. So, and then from there, like my grandmother had like a sixth grade education and her, you know, like, so I didn't know any different. What would I think things would be different? Of course. Right. I think that if my color was different, if I, think mm. <laughs> if I was mm. located in a different area, because the work that I do, what I charge for it, oh my God, like New York all day, they would pay double, right? Um, I'd have to sell, I wouldn't have to sell myself as hard because I'm like, I'm not trying to take advantage of you. You want veneers? Like, this is what it is, you know? But I will say that the grit, I don't, I don't regret not having that because I'm hungry and it's played a part in even now what I'm doing, which has taken off just because I'm, hungry for it. I, I, I'm different. So, you know, it's pros and cons. My journey is my journey, I think, because of it. Um, for the people that do have parents, you know, I would say like, then take it to the next level. So to your point, we were talking about my partner, uh, Joy, uh, I I would tell her, Mike and us, or her government, I'd be like, I've set the foundation. I am expecting you. Mm. You better do mm. it better than me okay. because she didn't have to do, she didn't have to go to health fairs to like hand out cards to get her name known. She didn't have to go to the gym and right. just like stand there. Like she didn't have to do any of that. She walked in to a fully functional cosmetic practice. And if she doesn't do better than me, that's the thing. Like the next generation should be doing better. I didn't have it. So I, I just was like, I'm the Barack Obama. I'm going <laughs> to open the doors. Okay. I expect the next person to come to these doors. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Obama. Okay, right, all right, right, all right, Michelle. All right, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle, right, right. Uh, but <laughs> let me ask you a question. You know, so so now you're at this point right now, and uh, where you are, you're mentoring, you're lecturing, you're you're speaking, you're doing all these things, right? And I, you know, you if you go to your uh, Instagram. Dr. Simone Ellis, if you go there, you'll see all kinds of motivational things. Somebody asked me a question last week, and I it, it still really kind of resonated and made me think a lot more, which was, do you think it's easy for you to say all these positive things, all these things, because you've now made it? You know, mm. if some if, if if you are going through the grind, would you be as positive as as motivational? versus now you've made it you don't have the debt like for me i didn't i don't have student loans i do so i basically tell people listen if you work hard and if you do what's passionate the money will come yeah. and someone said is that, that's easy for you to say because you don't have all that debt but i'm like wait a minute but i had to go through all you that had it. yeah right i had it i had to go through all that but but then i thought about it and i said they do have a point it's easy it's easy now easier now because again I've, i i see where i came from and where i'm at now right so mm -hmm. that motivation is there because i i truly believe it but is it going to be harder for a new grad to hear your 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 motivational um uh, uh quotes and and so forth and say yeah well it's easy for her to say how do you how do you fight that how do you get them to understand the 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 the, the full race yeah so i mean if i'm like I've been, I've been positive probably like my whole life. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I've had some yeah. shitty moments too, but like for the most part, I walk, I walk my life. I mean, I walk my, my truth. So, you know, mindset is a big thing to me. And so 
I work very hard every day to have a positive mindset. So the brain naturally wants for you to be in a protective or kind of like negative space because it's a protective, it, it protects, right? So it's job, our brain's job is to say, oh, this is a threat or this is a threat. Like, right, it naturally goes there because that was what it was to do, right? Pleasure right. and all these things. That's something that happens, but the brain's responsibility is to protect us from yeah. things that are at risk, right? Yeah. So, fight or flight, yeah. Fight or flight all day. So immediately when we wake up in the morning, our brain starts running through where these problems exist, right? So I'm very cognizant of that. So regardless of when I had debt or not had debt, I would, in moments where I felt low, I, I, I went to this amazing, I'll never forget this class. This guy was like, I meet the devil before he gets to me in the morning. He puts headphones by his bed and he puts them on and he starts listening to positive stuff before the brain even had an opportunity to figure out like the negative loop. And I was like, damn, that was powerful, right? Because what it's doing is, is that it's training your brain to be positive. So when people, if they look at my, <laughs> I, I'm gonna run my morning huddle. I call it my own personal morning huddle. Um, I'm gonna run it so people know like, oh no, she's true to this. Like this is her, her walk. I get up at 420 in the morning. I have an accountability partner that is my girlfriend that we go work out with. So she's texting me in the morning. Are you up? Or calling me if I don't get up at 430 and I do the same for her. Right. So I have a person which you need. Right. Then I'm already on the road and on the way to the gym, because let's be clear, getting up at 4.30 says no one enjoys that. I don't care what anybody says. That's not a thing. Like, people don't want to do that. Put your you hands do? down, Leroy. Put your hands you down. Like don't, do listen, don't listen to him. He, he he always makes everything about himself. Put I it down. It. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, exactly. I'm a, I like sleep. So, like, for me, that's not a thing I want to do. Right. But I know that on the way to the gym, I have a YouTube and it comes up, if you are consistent with like what you like, YouTube will literally put that as a part of your algorithm, right. motivational, like whatever. And I need somebody in my ear yelling at me how to get off my ass before right. I even get to the gym. So that's my routine. I go work out on the way coming back to either go to my gym, let me go to my office or whatever. I'm listening to a podcast. And I, I, every day I do something different depending upon what I feel like. If it's motivation I need on Monday, I'm listening to a motivational one. If it's education related to social media, I may listen to whatever the case is. There's even a good sex podcast that I love, Sex with Emily. Like I'm all for that. I'm like, whatever it is to get my brain and juices yeah. going, yeah. I'm doing. So, so the, question, the question still is, is it easy to do that if you've made it? No, that I think sense? that's the system. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, my yeah. system keeps me positive. Okay. Like, my order, my strategies keep me positive, right? Okay. Yeah, it's my discipline. And so, like, I can choose to say, I mean, let's be clear. Like, it can be, you can, the world will consistently give you different reasons for right. you not to be happy. Oh, well, right. he has this. Oh, he has this. No, my system, the, the things I absolutely do in the morning to make sure I'm to make sure I'm happy is a part of my life okay. because just as quickly as I got out of debt, I could easily go back into debt. Right. right. If I decided to build mm-hmm. a big ass house and I, yeah. I could. Yeah. So it's a mindset thing. So I think. Uh, who, who, who do you think your, your, the major part of your audience is? Do you think you reach more of the, the female audience or the male audience? Um, 
in general. I'm definitely like from what Instagram shows me or what my podcast shows me, it's definitely more women for sure. Um, I think I'm like a 60, 40 split. Um, so on social, it's about 60 and then 40% uh, there, my podcast, we don't necessarily get the actual data from that. Right. Um, as far as clients that go from coaching, I have a, a wide range. The gays love me. So the gay guys rock with me really happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good, I, I got a question for you. Cause you, you say coaching and uh, mm-hmm. I'll preface it with, I want to be as respectful as possible. So please give me some grace if I don't word it perfect. Yeah, no problem. Right. No, so, when so I hear you talking to- now, she has to what, understand what? that. Hold on. She has to understand that we always do this. We always have to be as real as possible. So we're not, we don't mean any offense by anything that we say. We're asking legitimate questions that people may ask us. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So as I listen to you now, mm-hmm. I'm hyped up. Yep. I want to get up and go work out. Right. Yep, right. And, you know, so it's, it's very reminiscent of like the Eric Thomas's and, you know, about yeah. the discipline and grinding mm-hmm. and so forth. I love what I hear. When we were planning on doing this, I said, oh, okay, let me go to her Instagram page I, and I'll be 100% honest. Yeah. I see bathing suit, bathing suit, workout, trips. And so for me as a guy, I was like, all right, well, this clearly is targeting mostly a female audience. Yeah. But when I listen to you, but yeah. the listen, what I'm hearing, I wasn't getting off of Instagram per se. Okay. So mm. what what is your 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 general intention Especially with your your more known persona now that you you've got such a huge following. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you say this because social is trash to me, right? Like I hate like if anybody asks me, like I I hate it because of it's like you're trying to throw things out there to see what you get bait and switch. If I told you that my swimsuit pictures get more doctors that are males in my my freaking like, <laughs> yeah. Well. yeah, right. And here's the thing, though, I've caught you. So yeah. it's kind of like trying to figure out this way to like basically bait switch, which I which it sucks because when I really want to talk about this stuff that I'm talking about now, mm. that doesn't get as much views, right? So it's kind of mm. like I I hook you with the oh she's fit, oh she works out. Having to listen to what she's saying though, like she is talking about substance. As you I are. continue to build my audience, right, mm-hmm. I recognize the game as far as what I'm doing. This is a marketing strategy. Next year, you will see me continue to evolve because the reality is, unfortunately, on social, 99% of the people don't want information. It's the 1%, right? Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we follow the people that have the most followers, which mm-hmm. sucks. Right. And so I'm not, I'm not just doing this randomly or haphazardly. I'm very strategic on saying like, okay, give the people what they want. What they want to see is a me, cute face in a swimsuit working out. I hate that. I think that, that is stupid. And I, and for, this is me being my honest truth, right? Yeah, and I tell yeah. people this who know me, I'm like, social is crazy because let me post me partying or having a great time, which is very much so a part of my life. Right. And then let me post something that has substance, has yeah. value, has purpose. It's wild. That's even in my stories. Right. So what I recognize now is, okay, let's play the game. You will right. get to my page because of what you see. You will follow my page because of what you see. And at some point, you may actually click on a video and be like, huh. She's mm-hmm. actually talking about something. Huh. Yeah. Let me let me follow her on her YouTube, which has none of that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Let me listen to her podcast, which has none of that. Huh. Let me take her class. And so I'm evolving out of that. It's just, 
it sucks because I I don't even I don't like a lot of my I don't even think that this should be justifiable as my personal life mm. for you to consider me to be an authority. I'm an authority because I've done the work. Right. I've done the classes. I do the work all the time. And you know so, what's crazy about that? When I was thinking about how to formulate that question and where this would go, this was probably the best answer I've ever heard. Um, and so I applaud <laughs> that answer 100% because yeah. me and Walt are dental nerds, right? You look at our text threads, we're talking dentistry all the time. Well, I mean, so yeah, you got to make us sound better than that, man. We, we're, right, right, we're educated right. nerds that love dentistry. Something better right, than that. We're right, not dental right. nerds. Like, come on. Right. But one of my, one of the phenomena that I've seen is um, that popularity confers expertise. Mm-hmm. Oh, well said. And so there's well a said. lot of providers that are super popular because of either the, the dancing they do or how they look, the aesthetic and so forth. Um, but I like, even in just this 20 minutes, we've been talking, I mean, the substance that you're giving, I mean, you've probably given about five life lessons in 20 minutes, right. which not every guest can do. And hell, sometimes me and Walt's banter doesn't even touch that. So I, right. I 100% applaud that answer. And um, yeah, I, so, I support that. No, no, he's actually so, correct. Uh, so let me ask you a question, ready? And so we're looking at this from, because we talk to everybody. We talk to people who are still in dental school or just mm-hmm. coming out. And I want to make sure that we give them substance that doesn't lead them towards the wrong direction. Meaning that I don't want them to think that, oh, okay, so this is how life is going to be. All of a sudden, I'm going to come out and I'm going to be making all this money. I'm going to be traveling all over the place, yeah. right? A lot of these young, you know, young dentists and young students, they think that what they see on social media is true to life, meaning that right. they don't see the hard work behind it. Right. How do you time. make sure- the time it takes to get there. And the time. So how do you make sure that you're also getting that across, right? With all the fun and everything? Because I know, I, I've had the pleasure of knowing you since 2014. And yeah. I know how hard you've worked. Yeah. But like he said, right, that may not be coming across in social media. So how do you make sure that that also gets put forth, right? So that the, the young doctors that look up to you, and I can guarantee you there are probably hundreds of them that look up to you. How do we make sure that we get that information out to them and say the grind also matters? Yeah. So I think that, again, I, I'm always very honest. And it, like, again, if you dive even deeper to like the intellectual portion of what I'm trying to produce, right? I, I don't I don't shy away from my story. I don't I don't make it where it's like I one of the one of my top posts was like how did like our like lessons I've learned or something like that. Now I and I'm very honest, like I have been through a lot and so I don't shy away from sharing it. I think that one of the things that people have to do is this is and I and I had to do this for a period of time too. It's we're shouting into noise. So how do you like close down that noise, right? Like it's just like you're just shouting out into like, hey, is anybody hearing me? Yeah. First things first, I stopped worrying about like seeing other people's stuff and the ones that were really causing me to feel like I was inadequate, not because of what they were doing, like because they're doing they're doing top stuff. If it was really making me feel uncomfortable, I muted it. Not mm. because I'm hating, but more so just because I'm like, I want to still be in my creative bag. And so if I'm can't psychologically get to a point where I'm like, I'm not comparing. I just would mute for a second, right? Uh, 30 day mute because the Instagram has that. Second thing is, is that um, my story is everywhere. Like you can ask me this, this conversation isn't going to be any different than what I've said before. So for the people who are just getting surface layer stuff, you got to go deeper, you know? Um, and Do you that's think people what- have the patience to actually go deeper? 
I think that people have to realize that if they want this type of life, and I'm very clear about that, I put the work in and it's not a game. So like, I hold people accountable. My clients, I'm not, I have four rules. I'm like, we show up on time because my time is valuable. I don't play around with that because I don't want you to play with my time. The second thing is, is I'm not a life coach as far as your personal life. I don't know how to fix your marriage. I don't know how to tell you how to date. I'm not doing it. What I will teach you is systems and strategies so your life will be better, period. The things that I've learned, like this is what we're going to do. You know, so I have rules as far as what I want you to accomplish and do. Um, and that comes from, like you said, Leroy, I don't, when I'm working with you, my clients know, like, I don't, I, I expect excellence. I expect accountability because that is where I think dentists lack a lot of. It's this ego that I am a dentist and that I deserve. What have you done to deserve anything? What have you done? Have you put in the work? Like, there's a lot of work that goes into this. Like, it's not a game. So if it's not a game, I don't take it lightly of all the work that I had to do. I'm not going to, I'm not going to take it lightly either. So for dentists that are trying to get out here and have this snapshot of success, the reality is, is that you didn't learn how to prep a tooth the first time you did it. Like, it didn't happen. When people are like, how do you cut a crown so quickly? How many crowns have I cut? Like, mm-hmm. I, that's, that is the math, that math maths. What doesn't math is this super, and I, and those doctors that you see that are having instant stardom, they will also have, they will disappear in like years because of the fact that they, they didn't do anything to sustain it because they didn't have the work for it. I don't want that. I want my name to be ringing in rooms year after year after year. Next year, when I'm fully committed to this practice, I mean, when I'm fully committed completely, when I'm telling you like a hundred percent, you will hear my goal and myself is, is that there should not be a dental room or a convention that you don't hear Simone Ellis's name in. Mm. But how much work is that going to take? Yeah. I recognize what that's going to take. I'm ready for it. That's what I think doctors need to get with you. So when you, when you ask that question, I just think people are not really ready to do the work. And we're in such an Amazon culture yep. where it's like, I can get this tomorrow. I'm like, nah, sis, you can't. Like, that didn't happen. But you can get it. You can get it. You you can get it. But let, let me let's let's dive into that philosophy because sometimes I wonder if it's the chicken or the egg, right? Because okay. we live in a consumerist uh, culture mm-hmm. and economy where we, are, especially as dentists, we're preyed upon for student debt, business debt, equipment debt personal debt and so forth, right? Now, mind you, I grew, I uh, graduated in 2007. So my tuition at the same school was like at University of Washington was 14,000 a year for the tuition alone. Mm. Now it's 70 plus, 70 to 80,000, right. right? So you have these systems that are jumping on these young students, saddling them with debt, but then also you get these DSOs messaging to them. You know, you go to any of these uh, Indeed ads, it's like, oh, you can make 400 grand a year. Yep. And You'd be surprised how many students or residents I talk to that they really think that when you graduate, someone's supposed to pay you 400000 And then I'm, I I sit back and I'm like, well, who's telling them this? Like, they really believe this and they're mad at me when I am give the counter messaging. So is it the entitlement of this generation that's at fault? Or is it this, the, the system that's preying upon them that's making them what they are? Mm. Yeah, and the messaging that they see. Yeah, that's tough. I think it's kind of a combination of both. Like, I I, I think the chicken and the egg happen at the same time, right? It, it sucks, but like, it just they both came out the same same time. Um, 
because you're totally right. Like the amount of debt that people are going into now to be to be a healthcare professional is just just ridiculous. Like when you think about that, plus opening an office, which is going to be minimum, maybe five, five maybe five. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like you, you like we're shopping with a mill off the rip and that's unfair. Um, I also think that the sense of the generation that we're in of like instant gratification also plays a part in it as well. And so, you know, what I can only encourage doctors who are already in this situation of, hey, I've taken on this debt, right, is to be very strategic and not only understanding what they're going to get into their next year's but to also have multiple streams of income. And I'm not talking about all this stuff. I mean, because I don't know enough about the stocks. We invest, of course. I'm talking about figuring out a pathway that is not just in the chair. It just can't be that to me anymore. I don't think that's where dentistry should be. I get brand deals by, there are influencers out here who have got less school and doing much better. My sister is one of them. My sister makes more money than I think any doctor that I know. And I'm like, this is like <laughs> wild to me. Like, and all you got to do is model clothes. Now, nah, is that your jam? No, but I think that like, we've got to start being more strategic in where the world is going. The world is moving into different spaces that dentists, we are always the last mm. to get on this bandwagon, the last. Why in the pandemic at least taught some of us that if I don't have these, I don't make this. Mm. I was so, I felt like I wanted to swim and I felt like somebody was holding me down in a pool of water and I was drowning and they were like, now try to swim. And I was like, I can't. Mm. I never want to feel that way again. I never want any other doctor to feel that way again. And so, so that's, yeah, go ahead. No, no, please, please. No, so I just think that we've got to be with the sense of entitlement. I think that the part I'm saying is, is that you've got to be thinking more of like, just because you have a title doesn't mean you're entitled. Like, mm. right? Like that to me, they, that doesn't matter. So what am I going to do to start giving myself layers of protection so I can combat this debt? Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this, and I think this is a question that I, I'm I'm ever since you've started talking, I've been thinking about. Ready? Most dentists go to school to become dentists, right? But then you talk about different streams of income, right? How there's only 24 hours in the day. You probably should sleep what seven hours out of that 24. I have to sleep eight. Eight. Okay. <laughs> and then if you eight. have like family, kids, and so forth, that takes a lot away from that time. So mm-hmm. how, when do you, how many days do you need to be a dentist? How many days do you need to, you know, get brand deals and how many, it, it, do you see like what I'm saying? It's, it, it makes it tougher and tougher the more other outside responsibilities you have. So how do we get going? Do we say, let's cut back on dentistry, meaning mm-hmm. maybe work three days, two days a week in dentistry, and mm-hmm. then try to build other stuff? Because other stuff, like you said, takes time and energy as well. So how do we yeah. balance all this stuff out? It sounds really, really hard and impossible. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's totally hard. It's totally yeah. hard. So I'll just go with my journey. I started off working six days a week when I opened the practice, right? Because again, like that wasn't social, wasn't a thing. And I needed to build a brand. I didn't know I, that was what I was doing. I was just, you know, just, I wanted my name to be 
positive in Houston. That's what I kept saying. I was like, I want to be a person that people recognize and they know good product comes out of here. So then I went down to four. And how I think what we have to do is, is we have to maximize productivity and efficiency in your, your ops, right? Anytime I go into a doctor's office, there's so many inefficiencies that are there, right? And so what I started realizing is that if I could do what I was doing in six and four, then I probably could do what I was doing in four and two. So that's where I started realizing how do I become more efficient in my workday, right? Where I know exactly when I ask doctors, how much do you want to produce per hour? And they don't know. I'm like, well, then, yeah, of course you can't do both of these things because you don't even know how much you want to generate in the hour. Like you have no idea. So I plan with the end in mind. What do I want my income to be? What do I want my life to look like? And that's really, so I have a model. It's the work-life balance model. So I have, I believe that your uh, work should be planned around your life and not your life around work. Now, remember, this took me years to get there. I was always the opposite. And most doctors, I see that way. So because I know that I want my lifestyle to look a certain way, to answer your question, I know that I have to be very efficient when I'm in this work model, when I'm in that work model. Mm -hmm. So I, my team knows I'm doing at least 20 minimum a day. That's for general. You guys, I know a specialist. You blow that out the 20 what? Thousand? 20K a day Mm -hmm, at minimum. When I'm at work. Yeah. Most doctors are not hitting that. At all. Right. But here's why I'm saying that. Yeah. Why aren't they? Because they're not efficient in their systems, right? So when I've asked you, how long does it take for you to do a procedure? Um, how long does it take for you to do an exam? Are you even like getting referrals? Like all the process and systems, I just started realizing, okay, girl, if you want to do this other aspect of life, you've got to create the time. And the only way that you're going to create the time is that you got to free up the time, which means that you've got to have the time. So you got to make it or you got to be cleaner process. It's just, we're just talking about what do they call it? Like lean, just being lean. I started studying lean processes. Okay. How can I make this procedure more lean? How can I empower my assistants to do more work? And then how can I start learning how to do more higher paying procedures that'll get my dollar down? How do I start outsourcing the stuff I don't want to do? I don't know the last time I done a filling. I don't do that no more. Like I'm 14 years in. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, let, let me let me ask a devil's advocate question because it's something that when you've lived enough, you kind of see enough people that are that are given a message, and you want to ask this: If you were making twenty a day in two days, mm-hmm. right? Why do this? Because that sounds like if you could do twenty a day, five days a week, six days a week. If if the end goal is money, because I you know, and I'm the type of person where you know, I feel like not everybody should be driven by just income, right? But it's yeah. okay if you are. But if if life was so successful in this venture, why are people or why should people try to do something else right. when they've studied, trained, and built a life around this profession? And I'm not saying that this lifestyle is for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. But I also get brand deals that I could do a reel for 20000 in an hour, like that math math to me. I mean, so again, like I'm getting an opportunity to work with brands that believe in what I'm doing. And remember, again, this is because I got good at my craft first and then I built a brand and then I decided like, okay, now I'm targeting doctors. I just want to talk to doctors about this type of mindset. So for me, I am my rate limiting factor. Okay. I'm the baking soda 
my office is the vinegar. It's only so much baking soda that I'm going to add to this vinegar to get that reaction, right? At some point though, that reaction stops. At some point, I either got to add more vinegar or more baking soda to keep it going. But there's fatigue. There's limitations. There's time. There's things that physically for me were starting to shift, right? And I don't want, I'm not interested in becoming the old doctor with the back problems that can barely hear that has carpal tunnel. I just knew that that wasn't where I saw myself being. Also, we are now in the information era. There are people who are having launches that are million dollars, coaching classes that are million dollar things. So for me, it was like, wait a minute, I'm working to me personally, I'm working too hard to convince a patient to get work done mm -hmm. when the reality is, is like, I know my business. Like I know this part of the business. This isn't for everybody because everybody's not a speaker, right? But for the people that are, the people that are considering trans transitioning to that space, right? Have a strategic plan. This plan was already a part. It was just that I didn't have enough energy to get it going. Now I do. So the devil's advocate to me is, is like, what type of lifestyle do you want? I can do my job now, wherever I am, wherever well, I'm, I am. I'm glad you said that because one of the things that I think listeners may not catch is that you may not be, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're not saying everybody should be doing this. And if you're not doing this, something is wrong with you. What you're mm -hmm. saying is, if you have an interest in diversifying, pursuing this track, I've done it. I know the roads. I, I, I can coach you there. Because I feel like a lot of times people listen to messaging and they they don't realize that that message may not be for you or for you right now. It's right. just the message. Whoever's ready to hear it can capitalize on that. The, the message that I have for every doctor is streamline your system, streamline your processes, because that is usually where we hear most doctors having the struggle, right? Like they're like, I'm struggling there. That across the board is my message for everybody. Gotcha. For the, I do also believe you should diversify, but how you diversify is totally up to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you guys are doing a podcast, right? This is amazing or a show. That will get sponsorship dollars, right? Um, that will continue to garner and build. You'll get asked to go conferences. Like I just, my, my project has just got picked up for a SmileCon and they're taking care of all of that. And then because of that, now I got another brand deal that's sponsoring in my podcast, right? That's a multiple stream of income where I'm still interviewing and talking in my space, but I'm garnering a different level of income there. Right. I just don't feel like we as providers, I think this is wrong. Like, I don't think dentists should only be doing just dentistry because if something happens to you, right, where you cannot physically do your job, how are you going to pay off all that debt? Right. So, like, yeah. how? So, let me ask you one last question for me, anyway. Um, but everything that you said to me was about what you bring into this basically it's about you right without you this would not go right you are the brand right uh, a lot of dentists are not good at business because businesses should always should run without the person who created it that's Correct. what a real business looks like right so how do you transition out of this to ba basically have something a business that works without you and what could you tell the dentist to say, 
Okay, so this is the first step, right? Your first step seems to be, okay, now I'm building brands, I'm building partnerships. The next step is now I'm going to teach other people how to do it. And then I'm going to coach other people. And then I'm going to pull myself out so that my business, again, runs without you. Right now, your business seems to be running with you. How do you mm -hmm. do go to the next level where it runs without you? Yeah, so my office before I sold ran without me. It was just I couldn't scale it bigger, right? So the reality is, is that you do the work. You go take the classes in the areas that you're weak in. If I don't understand photography, I go take photography classes. If I don't understand business and dentists, we've got to get out of the habit of just listening to dentists. Like I take courses by so many different people. Like you said, um, you said, I hear a lot of motivational. I, I'm at motivational like stuff quarterly, right? Not because I want to hear just dentists talk. I need to think about like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get my mind to think about other things. So when I did not understand business, I found a free 10,000 small business program by Goldman Sachs. They still do this program because at one point I was like, I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. And so I wanted to sell my practice back then. And the, the guy that I was trying to sell my practice to, he was like, you would be an idiot to sell this office. An mm -hmm. idiot. He just literally what he called me. And I was like, wait, what? He was like, <laughs> start off with. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? He was like, get your head out the sand. Essentially, he told me to step up. And that was my call to action for myself to be like, I don't understand business. So how can I give up on something that I don't even understand? If I understand it and I still don't want to do it, that's a different thing. Okay. So, so you feel like you still you feel like you're still developing so you can actually create a business that basically yeah, I mean, something I, that runs without you, because right now you're the brand. Yeah, and it don't stop. I actually like myself being a brand because I can bet on me all day. I hate to say that, but like, <laughs> right, right. I got to worry about me showing up. I'm showing up. Like, right. what we want to stop. Like, I'm so that was the part about running a business that's tough, right? Is the everybody else that's not necessarily, you know, you got to count on too many people. Yeah. What I'm doing now, what I'm passionate about now, and, and I still practice, right? So I don't, I'm never going to get rid of these things. Like, I, I really want to make sure. I still have them. It's just how often I want to use them. Okay. Um, I would tell people who are interested is most of us just don't know business. We're not, we're not taught that in dental school. So go take business classes. If you make the excuse about why you can't do it, chances are if I look at your calendar, which most people don't have, there's time. Okay. It's just yeah, deciding on like how we talked before. I said, date night is at seven. Uh, my life stops at seven and I go and have my personal life. Um, I get my eight hours of sleep because I'm a cranky, I'm, I'm a horrible human without my eight. Um, and I just make sure, and I'm, I'm not perfect, but I will say this for the most part, people who are the 1% and dentists have to remember this. We are probably in the 1% of, you know, earners, right? right. And especially if you're African-American, like you're on a point, you're on a whole different percentage, right? Like even smaller. To get there to grit, to get there to tenacity, mm -hmm. to take to get there to perseverance. Right. I am a black girl from Kansas City, Kansas, who sold her business for a multi-million dollar deal. Do you understand what I just said? And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that my thought process is I'm built different. Mm. And if I'm built different in that way, then I can do everything like that. 
I'm not just a million dollar dentist. I am a, I can build multiple million dollar businesses. That's how I think, which means that I have to hold myself to the same standard that it was taking that DAT, the same standard it was passing those boards, right. the same standard it was getting myself out of school. I'm, I'm, I gotta be bigger than my excuses because the blueprint for me, I'm not supposed to be here. Mm. There's nothing that I, that doesn't line up. 99% of people are not that I am here. So I take, I take everything that I do with the same, that mindset of like, I'm special and I'm different because my path has shown that. And so in everything that I want to do and everything that I want to build, that's why I said mindset is everything. Yeah. I don't have, I, I love telling this story because I think it's important. When I didn't have balance correctly, right? And I told you I got out of school and I opened my business. Year six of my business, I'm getting a divorce. Wait, and I walk out the courtroom. My uncle dies. They give me a call that says my uncle dies, right? Mm. On the way to go bury my uncle, my father has a stroke and dies. Mm. This is in a week's time frame. And then get this, two weeks later, I have been having so much pain, right? This is why I'm so big on life. So big on pain. Three of my organs have fused together and I'm still taking, I'm still seeing patients and I'm popping a Vicodin every 30 minutes because that is how much pain I was in. Mm. I'm going to find out that they had all fused together from this thing called endometriosis and destroyed my opportunity to have kids. This is all happening within a two month time span and I still have an office to run. Yeah. I'm cut open. I can't practice for two months. And somehow I got to feed these people and get back to business. I'm not saying my story for anybody to feel bad. I'm trying to say that I have to realize that even in that, I'm built differently. And I had to rechange. I had to change things. Stress should never have caused my body to do all of that. But the reality is, is I was eating Chick-fil-A because I thought that was cool every single day because I was at that practice all the time. I was stressed out on so many different levels. And so, again, for anybody listening to this, clearly, if you're listening to this, you're built different anyways, because you're taking the time out of your free time to get educated about mm. something. Mm. Right. So when people are like, well, you do all this. Yes, this is why I this is why you see my trajectory where it is. And trust me, I expect in the next five years for you to be like, damn, I remember when this girl was. Because I want to do the work. I just encourage everybody. It's a mindset thing. Just, just think about that. You are not here haphazardly. It took a lot of work to get here. Okay. And I have a lot of fun now along the way. That's why you see my me living out loud. I recognize that every day that I get an opportunity to actually go run. There was a time where I couldn't even walk. Mm. I, I feel positive about that. You know, I show off my abs. Because it was a time that I didn't have them. <laughs> I worked hard for the mass. Okay. I'm in jail. That's right. That's right. But, you know, the time that I'm taking the trip, you know why? Because I remember the six days that I had to work yeah. and I didn't have time to take a vacation. So, again, speaking. Speak yeah. I just you know, love it. I'm going to I'm going to end it here because I don't want your husband to to murder us. Yes, uh, we, I got to go we, see Equalizer. It was not us. It was not us. <laughs> she she kept late. She was she stayed late, not I did us. It on me. You know? <laughs> but uh no, I you know I'm going to end it there just because of how powerful it was. And I also I hope that everybody listens to that and and gets something out of it. Meaning that 
you know, yes, social media is great. Social media allows you to get your 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 uh, message out there, but people have to actually listen to the message, not just see the superficial. And as much as you know, you know, you like to enjoy yourself and so forth. That message is so much deeper. It's like the it's like a a, a nice bird. Once you get past that surface, man. And I hope that we were able to get that. And I hope people yeah. listen to this and go, wow, there was so much more. Because I, I know <laughs> I, you know, I know you, right? So I, I understood that part. But, you know, Leroy even said it. He's like, well, I didn't get this from the social media, right? You were saying that, Leroy, right? And, and, but, man, how deep is that, right? And I think yeah. that 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 struggle and, and all the work and everything, I hope people hear that and say, this is exactly what you need to do in order to succeed, not just, you know, I'm just going to go in here and do all this other stuff. So much extra work that goes into that picture that goes into that uh, video, that motivation. It's how many motivational or how many books did you read in order to come up with your lesson? So again, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. Leroy, yeah. do you want to say something? Cause you're my co-host. Yeah, you know, I, I, I want to thank you so yeah. much for sharing your story. I think you've proven to still, you know, the moniker from David Goggins, you're uncommon amongst uncommon. Mm. Right. And I think I what that. we lack as a people is the historical opportunities for us to maximize just mm. truly how great and uncommon we can be to then normalize that for the next generation. And I think it does take people like you who have, you know, fought the good fight, who grounded out for years. And now you're not just sailing off into the sunset with the brand deals saying, OK, I got the bag. I'm gone. You're pouring your time, your effort, your knowledge back into the community and that's worldwide community not just our black community and so i appreciate you for that i appreciate for the words and the honesty the raw honesty um and so yeah you yeah i'm a fan Uh, i didn't know you before i know you now hopefully we can you know spend some time in the the same place you know events or conventions um and then i i don't know about walt but if you want to send us like a nice tight fitted simone ellis shirt gotcha. and, a check, and a check with it we'll wear it okay he, he will too and and the, the tighter it. the tighter for him the better i love it i love it really tight are, we talking crop top? are we talking about crop top i got you he'll, well, he'll wear it <laughs> I, I won't wear I wanna, it i won't wear it but I he will thank you guys also too for doing the work as well like i think that people don't realize how hard it is to do this after hours right and the importance of what you guys are trying to do and so from one person to another first i thank you both for doing it because we need more people like you guys selling right. the story right it's such a beautiful reflection of where we are as a community and where we need to go. I don't take that lightly. I think the next thing I want to tell you guys is continue to be as amazing as you are. Because for me, I'm also as inspired by seeing my brothers walking and doing all of the amazing things that you are. You don't realize how many people are listening to you. And and to me, the numbers don't matter as much, right? I had one girl reach out to me. She said, I've been listening to you since college. And I thought, damn, like I've been having an impact on you since college. You never know who you guys are inspiring. So please, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. I appreciate you. 
And please continue to do the work because it's beautiful. And I'm thankful. We, we need to end this before I start crying. I'm done. That was it. That was I it. I need a hug. Where's my wife at? I need a hug <laughs> Mic right drop. now. Mic drop. <laughs> thank no, you. Honestly, thank you. Take care. Enjoy yourself. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tooth Be Told. The opinions on this episode are just that, our opinions. Please consult your dental professional before taking any action with your dental health. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, please contact us at Real Dentist with an S. That's R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. We would be very happy to return any message that we receive because we love the communication that we have with our listeners.